Yo, yo, yo. Yo, what's good? All right. Can you hear me okay? Yep, yep. All clear, loud and clear. All right. Cool. How you doing, bro? Good. It's 85 degrees today, so. Oh, you lit right New now. York. Yeah, yeah. We outside. <laughs> you know, oh, you've been outside. Don't thing. even. Nah, you've nah. Been we outside. outside now. Now we outside for real. The weather's here, so got the shorts on. I was just about to say throw, throw the throw the uh throw the jersey on. You know, I've been in the gym. Yeah, ready to... I've been seeing. I was like, oh, he getting summer ready for real. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You know, be at these day parties, tossing around them thick joints. <laughs> you just need to find like a barbecue or something because like it's been hot out here but man yeah no nah, I, I know them barbecues probably hit dead man, that's like my favorite thing like about the summer like barbecues just like everybody being outside or being like by the pool man yeah i gotta get me to texas at some point point. and i'm trying to come out there for the summer i already told you Y'all need to see what that New York summer hitting like. I dig it. All right, but um, all right, just get started. Uh, welcome back to Free Game, everybody. I'm welcome. I'm here with a special guest. So I'll let introduce himself. What's good? What's good. What's good. Always a pleasure to 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 join you. Uh, you know, I go by Civil. Um, you know, Civil underscore NY and all the social medias and everything. Um. But yeah, you know, out here. All right. This is a recurring guest, one of my faves on the East Coast. All right. So how are you doing mentally? Um, Definitely, you know, again, I think with weather, that weather shift makes a big difference. So uh, a lot better now. Um, definitely has some growing pains and everything as i'm sure everybody's dealing with with, Mm -hmm. just with covid with with everything so um you know but definitely in a better space continuing to do the work which i implore everyone to do you know even when the times are good you know you want to continue to reinforce your mental so um just continue to challenge yourself to do the work and you know and keep keep growing from there yeah, I definitely concur. Like, like I told you, you know, I started back therapy, and it wasn't like anything was going on. But I just wanted to like reflect and release like all that baggage and shit that we were, well that I was going through. And like, yeah, I'm just like ready to move forward in a healthy way, just so I don't repeat any of the same patterns. For sure, I feel that, and you know, I'm happy for you that you're you're taking that step. You know, and it, it could be tough, but it's it's necessary. So. Definitely. Okay, so let's get into the nitty gritty. So I've been seeing the post, especially the one, um, I think it was a couple of days ago, about the production and all this. So how's the creative process been for you? And is there any procrastinating? Um, it's It's been a journey. And, you know, like anything, it's a challenge. Um, it's, we always try, I feel like we're artists, you know, we're always trying to find what, uh, you know, our motivations and, and we're challenged by, again, because you, you know, if you're trying to live off your art, you yeah. got to deal with that. So I feel like that creates that unique issue of like, okay, you want to manage the business side of it, but you, you're an artist at heart. Like if I could just, 
you know, do this shit for free and just be outside just with a with a boom box. That would know, be perfect, right? <laughs> yeah, you know. Um, but you know, there's there's challenges that come with that. So um so I wouldn't say I've been procrastinating. I think everything has kind of coalesced for this moment. Um had a lot of personal growth, a lot of mm-hmm. musical growth, um, a lot of growth from the people around me and got away from a lot of people that didn't serve what I was trying to do and mm. you know in my own life my growth or whatever so by shedding that and and reinforcing a lot of stuff that I've been working on I feel like I'm in the best space that I've been ever creatively so um I I owe it to myself and my music and my fans and everybody who supports me to not sell that short right like mm-hmm. I feel like this moment this project it has to be in the best possible presentation everything because otherwise i'm doing myself and the blessing that i've been given a disservice so we're definitely working and i'm really i'm in the essentially pretty much in the post-production phase of my project like most of the songs are done um yeah i said you had like i counted it was like 22 songs on there and i don't even think that's all of it like i i know you i feel like you have way more songs than that that was probably just like the final cut oh yeah there's more there's way more (laughs) it's just i had to like i also you know be respectful of people's time and Mm -hmm. and everything i'm like i can have people sit there listen to 40 50 songs but then also like people's attention spans i want to be able to give you know, folks, when we do our listenings and, and cut down these tracks, I want to make sure people really have their attention and energy and can enjoy the songs and then really take it from there. So I got a, I got a couple of joints, a lot, I mean, not a couple, a lot of joints that could have fit on this, but that I'm saving for some other stuff. And then I got some stuff that I'm like, you know, I can make better. So we got about like 26, 27 joints, and I'm going to cut those down even more. Um, so that when I do my, you know, my little listenings and focus groups and all that, we can cut it down to that 10 mm-hmm. to 15, cause I want to do a deluxe, um, project. So I'm going to have like, you know, an additional three or four tracks on there. Um, That's what I was going to ask. Like when you, when I, um, said procrastinate, like, I know you don't procrastinate, but like everything is like a part of the process. So like with all of these songs, um, is there like part of the story? I'm trying to say, like, with you, like, trying to narrow it down, do you think that would, like, take away from the story that you're trying to put together? Oh, not at all. Um, okay. It's very, because everything in there is, it's all the, you know, Uncle Billy, Ilio, Snow experience. Mm. They're all the tracks fit. And so even when I'm doing, you know, going through my track selection, right, there are certain things I'm going to be stubborn about and I'm going to veto because mm. just of what I believe in. And I feel like as an artist, you want to take people's, input criticism all that and but at the end of the day you also gotta you know you gotta trust your gut you gotta trust what you feel so i think there are records on there right like my intro is my intro like my intro mm-hmm. is already getting mixed. You're just like it's stuck on that you're like no this is the intro yeah like, there's no. not a question so mm-hmm. yeah so like stuff like that like i know i have my intro but then for instance like my outro i have about two or three possible different outros so if they say you know, they not feeling one of them, then it's like, all right, well, I have this other one. So, you know, the direction doesn't change that much. Um, and then, you know, so there's a lot of records like that. Um, I might um, put everything into categories also to help with that situation. So, right, like more single type records, put them all together so that it's like, so that the whole project, because like, 
you know, for instance, let's say that my more like single type joints or all the joints people, you know, gravitate towards, I then that would change fundamentally the project because then it would just be a bunch of like, you know, turn up records and stuff like that. So yeah, in that sense, you do have to be a little careful about how, you know, these tracks are chosen, but you know, the people I have around me, the people that I'm asking for their input, you know, they're familiar with my music. They're familiar with what I do. They're, they enjoy Hi, my, it's my me. Music, my name so. is Josh. It's me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, you know, it's, I feel like I have a good amount of people that I can rely on to really give me the type of feedback that'll help me get through the finish line on this project. Um, so I'm really definitely excited. And I, and I really think that cutting it down to those 10 joints where it's like 10 undeniable records that when you hear this, you're like, this is the, this is the Uncle Billy tape. Like that's this is, gonna be hard. Like I haven't been a part of that process in a little minute. But I, I mean, I hope you know. Like once we once we have this little, get the, I, I'm gonna be very stern. I'm gonna be real with you. So just hope you're ready for that. Yeah, no, nah, it's all good, and that's why. Like you know, I'm getting into the studio to record, do the final recordings of everything. So like that's why I think this is the best time to have that last bit of feedback and. And, you know, and all of that stuff so that I can go and take in whatever criticism, take in all that stuff and then keep that in mind when we go and finalize the recordings and, and you know, um, and everything. So and then also to see, because there are things that I want to improve on records. There are things that, you know, the engineer, you know, he might want to um, mess with, you know, and stuff like that. So it'll be just good to see how much that coincides with people's opinions. So, um, you know, and I'm ready. Yeah, it'll be all constructive. I'm not. Yeah, no, for sure. And you know, I, I like, I'm very secure about. But if there's one thing I'm super secure about, it's my art, my music. Like, I know I'm not whack, so it's like I know any type of feedback is constructive. You know, it's not anything like yo, this 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 shit is gonna be trash. So, um, definitely excited. And you know, I feel like a lot of people or the people around me, you know, like my like my uncle, my fam, my brother, like. They, mm-hmm. There's a lot of people that are really excited about this, so I really, I, I feel like I owe it to a lot of people to make sure that this is and to and to you too. So don't don't leave yourself out too. No, for sure. I, I mean, that that's not even a question. Like I think this is the moment for me, and and the, that's the way the Leo thing comes in. Like mm-hmm. I spent Leo. a lot of years. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I spent a lot of years being more um uh a lot more humble. Like my high school years, I was very arrogant and conceited and all that and then like life humbles you but i'm at a point right now where i'm really confident in my work and i really feel like this is like this is going to be you know something amazing for me as well so that's never that's not lost at all yeah i feel like you're like finding your balance was like that's a good thing like to to watch like from afar but like i'm i'm excited for you yeah appreciate it appreciate it all right so where do you find inspiration yeah, so pretty much everywhere. Um, I love like I'm a I'm a art I'm an artist artiste at heart. Like I really just like I said, you know, if I could just spend my life just wandering around, like you know, I'd be seeing um the, those videos of like uh three thousand, like you know Andre like doing mm-hmm. the um playing the flute, wandering around. Like mm-hmm. that's what I'm trying to be on. Like that's you know. So I say that because like I get inspiration from everything. You're a renaissance type of uh, artist. Like, you you draw inspiration from everywhere. Yeah. And, you know, I love, like, you know, I get big inspiration from movies, TVs. I like watching old movies. I like, 
you know, I look at like nineties, like sitcoms and stuff. I get a lot of stuff from that. Like get a lot of stuff from wrestling, get a lot of stuff from Ooh, yeah. just, you know, a lot of what we can consume musically, um, a lot of old records, um, books. And and then heavy on the books. Generally- I think last time we talked, you were talking about like bell hooks and like how like you draw inspiration from that and like yeah, yes, yeah, you know for sure. And like so, there's a lot of you know there's definitely books like Brother I'm Dying by Edward Dante Cat is the mm-hmm. is the main inspiration for the Uncle Billy tape because um, she has in the opening of her book she talks about shying away from telling story. I believe it's in the opening, could be in the end, but. She, she talks about shying away from telling her family stories because they were personal, et cetera, mm-hmm. et cetera. But then she realizes she had a responsibility to tell her family stories because they weren't able to. And their lives were important. Their lives matter. They're, you know, and their stories matter. So she took it upon herself to, to write about her uncle, write about her, her father, write about her family. And that inspired me to make the Uncle Billy Tape one. Um, and then since then, I've been working on becoming more vulnerable, more open, and letting all of those stories and everything flow. Um, and then lastly, you know, my hood inspires me probably more than anything. Brooklyn! Just, yeah, stand exactly. up. <laughs> you know, like the sights, the smell, the sound, the feel, the people. Like, I, when I'm out there, it's like, you know, when Superman goes to the sun and gets his energy back or whatever, mm-hmm. like, that's how I feel. Like, you know, Thor with the hammer. When I go, when I get to my hood, it's like, I can just... You're just charging up. Flow. Yeah. <laughs> from good and bad like you know i was on the train and some wild stuff was happening on the train and i'm like i could feel the energy the sadness Mm -hmm. of like what was going on in the hood like kids is going through it out there and i've been you know i'm fortunate enough to have grown into you know adulthood and survived through a lot of stuff so but i still feel like what these kids are going through and i you know and it's just rough so there's that but then there's like a day like today well, I'm gonna be on the rooftop chilling, doing my thing, and you know, it's it's gonna be beautiful outside, and that's gonna create another type of inspiration. And so, that's the that's part of your mission, like to like share stories from both sides of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. You know, since you've experienced both of them. Yeah, yeah, for sure, and you know, it's. I think it's a nuance that's important. Like, I think, you know, there's there's levels of artistry, right? Like, there there are people who can really you know, tell these stories and, and, and give you something, give you a picture as opposed to, because there's a fine line with like glorifying things. There's a fine line of like really not getting into like the, the, you know, the real psychology of it all. Mm-hmm. Um, get into the roots. You know, like, yeah. And I think a lot of the great artists can do that. Um, you know, and I'm, and I'm working to make sure that I'm, I'm doing that as well with my art. So. Okay, so um, have you ever had a musical mentor or been a mentor to someone who's trying to be an artist? It's funny because one of the potential outros on my project is like, um, I never had a mentor that could put me on, so I'm out here chilling, um, chip on my shoulder, cool ranch, my cool ants was smoking soda. Anyway, um, but <laughs> okay. you know, so but the line like I because I'd never really had any like real like mentorship there was been never anybody who's been in a position to put me on to anything you know to mm-hmm. really i've had people who showed me you know shout out to twig um one of my my mans from around the way he helped me like in a sense like he gave me like my first chance at like studio time mm-hmm. you know he listened to my production so he was on you know an early mentor kind of thing but 
outside of that, like it's never been no, you know, I don't have like a no ID, you know, how like Kanye had a no ID. I don't yeah. have like a big daddy cane like Hope had, you know, so I, but you know, at the same time, like I got, I have a lot of influence, got a lot of help. You know, my brother has always been real supportive of me, even though he's been out of music. He used to do music. Mm-hmm. Um, and I kind of just, I want to be that mentor to other people, you know, um, and, and that's what I'm working on now. I got a couple of people that I'm, I'm working with um, to make sure that, you know, we can be in a position where they're doing their thing. Um, I want to be in a position to help. I want to make sure I can make, so I want to be in that position where I could push somebody on. I was about to say that that's you know. probably what that means. You're supposed to be a mentor. That's probably why you went through some of the things you went through because you were supposed to be the leader. Sometimes yeah, I mean, we have, you know, that's, that's what happens with most people. Like they go through this like struggles and they wonder why they're going through it. It's because you're supposed to prevent other people from going through it. Yeah, supposed to be a leader in that way. Yeah. And it's, it sounds like bad, but it's not a bad thing. Like, I think you'll look back on it like later on in life and you'll be glad you went through everything because you know exactly what other people are going through. So you know how to like, yeah. not really tell them what to do, but just like kind of be a guide for them. For sure. And, you know, everything happens at the time that it's supposed to happen. Like, I don't, timing. Yep. you know, I definitely wasn't, you know, I talked with some of my friends a lot about things, you know, in the past, like we were close, very close to achieving a lot of things, but it just wasn't like, I look back and I'm like, if we would have got there, it would probably fell apart because I just wasn't there mentally, emotionally, maturity, maturity wise. And I just, I feel like it all happened everything happened. I had to go through whatever life stuff to really get me in a position here where whatever we end up building from now moving forward is going to, is going to have that foundation because you can't build a house on a weak foundation. Yeah, and, right. you know, now it's like, we made sure the, con- the concrete is laid down. You know, we made sure the soil is, is good. It ain't going to be, you know, make sure everything is there. So when that house gets built, you know, and it finally is there, it ain't coming down at all right okay um so um speaking on the project um how's it been like creating it and like can you give a behind the scenes summary of what we can expect to hear on it yeah um so you know for anybody who needs a reference there's still time to go back and do like the whole um uncle billy tape one and two i feel like that's a good starting point to really get what the vision is the feel is um you know, whole Uncle Billy Tape series is about community. It's about my family. Um, it's about the parallels between myself and my uncle, his experiences and mine, and, you know, from the 70s and 80s to the 90s and the 2000s, like from my growing up, my adolescence and uh, and everything. And it's going to be very soulful. You know, it's all soul samples with a couple of little, like, you know, curveballs thrown in there, but still fit the theme. So, like, I got a, I got a, uh, you know, uh, a Barbara Streisand sample on there. That's crazy. Damn, but wow. it just fits. Yeah. It just fits the theme, though. And it, it's from the same time period. So I was like, you had to throw a on there, throw that on there. So very soulful. Um, is this where Il- you know, Ilio came from? Yeah. So the whole thing with Ilio is he's, Ilio is the best and worst parts of all of that. Mm, okay. Ilio, because you know, there are certain things that I, I talk about in my first two Uncle Billy Tate projects um, that get very kind of a little bit deep, you know, just personal family stuff, 
things mm-hmm. that we've experienced with, you know, again, and that's the story, right? Like anybody growing up in the hood is like drugs, violence, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And so there's a lot of that in my first uh, project, but it's not really delved into as much because I wasn't as in a vulnerable uh, enough state to really be as open as I wanted to be because I was like, I don't want to come off like I'm criticizing my family. I don't want to come off like I'm airing out our dirty laundry and this mm-hmm. and that stuff. At the same time, you know, we owe it to people to tell these troops. I had a friend who that's when it kind of clicked for me um, on one of my projects called Vice City. Um, I talked about just my experiences with um, being around family members who were, you know, um, heavy drug users and mm-hmm. like not just like, you know, not weed and stuff. Like we talk like heavy free stuff, things hard and all stuff. that type of. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So like seeing those impacts on me and like how at a young age, I couldn't even process a lot of stuff that I was seeing. I wrote about it and, you know, I was very vague about what, you know, who I was talking about, what I was talking about, but it resonated enough with my, one of my friends who um, had a strained relationship with his mother because uh, she had dealt with drug addiction mm-hmm. and he didn't talk to her. He had problems with her. He told me that he broke down crying, listening to my record and reached out to his mom. So, at that point, it would told me two things. It was like, no matter what happens with this record and this album, that it, it could never sell another copy. It could never do anything. But the fact that it had enough of an impact to help repair, work on repairing a relationship with, with a mother and child and, and um, you know, and, and extend that, to me, meant it did its job. Right. And then it also told me I have a responsibility. Like, I can't not be open about these things because they can help people. It can make a difference. And it's not nothing to be ashamed of. It's not nothing. We're survivors. So in the same vein that I'll talk about, yeah, you know, they was making, you know, smoking free base out of soda, uh, soda bottles or whatever, making pipes out of soda bottles. These are the same people that survived that era when everybody else around them was dead or in jail or whatever. So you got to still give these people credit and their flowers. So, um, so yeah, so that this project is going to be a lot more vulnerable. And that's where Ilio comes in. Um, because I want to balance out the heavy with the dark. And it's mm-hmm. like, I mean, the heavy, the dark with the light, right? So Ilio is based on a lot of the other stories of the wild shit that was going on in that era. You know, people in my family who was in the streets, like actively, you know, doing dirt, putting work in. Mm-hmm. And so... I took that character, you know, I took a lot of like my uncle's stories and a lot of other stuff. And instead of putting it all on my family, I created a new character. So now when you go to hear about the, the this Coke dealer from the 80s who's moving and shaking, this womanizer doing his thing, you know, just charismatic, charming, um, manipulative, you know, type dude who's just like the man, but at the same time is, you know, kind of wild that's a amalgamation of a lot of stuff that my family and, and the people around me have gone through and, and, and been through. And I feel more comfortable creating that vessel the Ilio snow and, and, and showing all of that through that. Um, and, you know, it's fly, it's cool, but at the same time, there's a, there's a darker tone to it. Um, and I think it gets balanced out well with the whole premise of the uncle Billy tape. That's what I was saying. Like, I feel like it's a balance. I don't know what, what I meant by that, but it, now it's like starting to make sense. I mean, I think it's it's great to see the evolution of your storytelling abilities because that's really all it is. It's like you taking your experiences and turning them into a story that's relatable for people. 
Yeah. Oof. Yeah. I mean, and it, it's, it's storytelling, but it's also, again, it's like, it's like therapy. It's like, you know, therapeutic. It's like a release because not, not only is it storytelling, but there's also, these are accounts of events. You know, it's like, you know, they say like the griot, um, you know, West Africa, the, the, the storyteller, the one who's passing on these stories that we've grown up with. It's like, that's what I feel like my responsibility is. So though, Ilio himself might be a fictional character. These are not necessarily fictional. Right. So there's a lot of stuff in there that's like legit. Like the story of like Ilio that this guy is like a limousine, a limousine driver in the 80s that started dealing coke, you know, and started moving coke out the limo and doing all that. That's legit. You know, that's that's shit that was happening. Right. You know, that's real. I didn't pick that out, you know, out the air. So that you know, Ilio is, is there's and of course there's certain flexes, you know, because I'm a rapper. We gotta do it over the top. You gotta, make it time, you gotta put it all together, right? Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's real, and um, you know, so it is exciting to to really take on that journey as a storyteller, but as a truth teller as well. And you know, um, and as a big fan of like the black exploitation films and mm-hmm. all of these like gangster flicks from the '90s and all of that, like. You know, you. I feel like you can't be a rap fan without that. It's like, I'm. I'm glad I can finally put all that energy, all the hours of watching, like you know, Billy D. Williams and you know, watching Foxy Brown and all them joints and 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 Carlito's Way and all of that. Put all those Starface, all of that, and then put all that time into create something constructive for me and an outlet that's also like a love letter to all of those things as well, not just. Um, you know, the, the inside part of like the, the family, the cult, it's also like, it's an expression of all my influences coming up as an artist, you know? So I would, I would want to make Ilio into a movie. I would like to. I would that just want to say it feels like a movie. movie. Yeah. And, you know, so it's, <laughs> it's really exciting. Because uh, I'm sitting over here getting excited for real. I was just like thinking like, this is like a movie. Like it sounds like the, the you speaking up about a movie. But all right, so um, since you're you're pulling from that angle, I'm gonna switch gears a little bit. Um, when you're heartbroken, is it easier to create or more difficult? Uh, it's easier in the short term. Um, okay. And I've made some of my best records um, as a result. Mm-hmm. Um, however, it definitely takes a toll. I think that's something that artists, uh, people who don't realize, like about artists sometimes, when you, or especially if you're if you're somebody who's like really like you feel your art, right? Like you, you, that's gonna if you're writing about heartbreak and you're feeling heartbreak, you're gonna mm-hmm. it's gonna hit you hard. So mm-hmm. it does take a lot out of you. That's why I was um, saying it's more easier or difficult because I feel like you you really like connect with whatever you're working on. So if you're like going through that, like I know you've been through a couple of heartbreaks before. So that's why I'm like wondering how does that feel like when you're having to create and you're going through those emotions? Cause that's heavy. Yeah. It's kind of like, you remember, you remember like an infinity war with the, <laughs> with the Thanos, the gauntlet. Mm-hmm. So when, Thanos finally gets all the infinity stones and he throws everything, all the joints on the gauntlet. It's like that shit hurts. It's killing him. It's draining him. It's putting such a strain on him. He has to be really strong to contain all that power that's coming to him. But when he finally is a, and it hurts, it leaves scars, right? It leaves like when you see after he's 
after he did with spoiler alert, if someone hasn't for whatever reason, I haven't oh, seen no, come on. <laughs> if they haven't, I'm just yeah. saying, you know. So if you haven't seen, if I don't know why, if you've been living under a rock and you haven't seen Infinity War, spoiler alert, when he finally snaps everybody out of existence and he's on, you know, his um, he's on his farm cooking his plantains or whatever, he his arm is like you know scarred, like right, like it took mm-hmm. it, it took its toll on him. So that's kind of how I look at it with like operating in the realm of like heartbreak and that music because there's a power to it it hurts it hurts to visit things it hurts to talk about things it hurts to but there's a power that once you finally can control that and channel that it's like it there's like it feels like there's no limit beyond that point and you know like i had a song um you know two songs i've been working on recently one that dealt with a a recent breakup and I kind of took the gloves off. I'm very, with with a lot of my other records, I'm always very, because I care, you know, and I'm very much like, I try to put the blame and a lot of stuff on me, primarily, mm-hmm. um, all the time, whenever something goes wrong in life, relationships, whatever. But for, I realized I had to grow and I owe certain things to myself and my stories are valid as well. My feelings are valid as well. The things that I've experienced, the things that I've gone through, my pain, it's just as valid. So, in writing the song, I was writing, I was like, I'm going to write what I feel happened to me. What went wrong with what, the things that I went through that I feel like I didn't deserve, these type of things. Mm-hmm. So and your point of view, to, okay. Yeah, and versus other songs like Good Dude, you know, mm-hmm. and it was where it was basically- you know, that's one of my faves. You know. Yeah, appreciate it. You know, that record is like, I'm pouring my soul out from the point of, I wish I could have done more, I could have done better. Mm-hmm. My previous previous relationship, not that it was perfect, but I felt like, you know, I did, I gave a lot, gave all that I really could, you know, and I, and I operated in good faith. So with that came a different song and it hurt to visit that and to really let it out. And the sample on that record is crazy. It's one of my, I hope it's a record that ends up on the project. And it's, it hurt to write it. I literally like, no lie, like when I heard the sample, I was walking my dog, it's a beautiful day. I cried when I heard the sample. When I, because I, I just listened to the title, you and I was cried just going to really like thinking yeah, about yeah. the situation or just the song, like the song, everything. Like sometimes mm-hmm. I just overcome with emotion. There's a lot of music that I won't lie. Like there's this "Keep Trying" by Groove Theory. Whenever I hear that, and and I, you know, sometimes that makes me cry. There's a lot of records like that. But anyway, I was when I listened to sample, I listened to like just samples and ideas, and the song came up while I was just walking, and I was like. And it just hit me. It was beautiful. And I was like, this is the record that I need to finally say the things that I've been needing to say and get this out of my chest because it's eating at me. So when I do that, it is hard, you know, and it was hard. But when I finally wrote the lyrics and I made the beat, it felt like such an immense pressure and power that just was like leaving me. Mm-hmm. Now, at the same time, you hear the song, you still feel that you still feel the pain you still feel those things you still and i still have to record the song i still have to when you when you perform the song you have to you channel those feelings so that's why i go back to the thanos yeah you know i go back to the thanos thing that that his arm and the the struggle like he's gonna feel the residual pain from channeling all that power so that's that and then i have another song like you know i posted a clip on my story yesterday there's a song called ghost of the past that i deal with um losing um people in my life and the regrets of you know um i had someone else close to me um she passed away and very young and we were 
I always regretted, I've regretted for years, the fact that we just didn't have the friendship that I wanted, that I would have wanted to have with her. And, you know, and it's nobody's fault, you know, but I yeah. carried a lot of that blame because I felt like I should have reached out. I should have did this. I should have did that. And I just didn't, you know, and. I know the natural to... emotions, like, I yeah, mean, yeah. I feel like that, that happens. And you know, now I'm scared they listen to this song because I'm a softy. I, I would cry in a minute. So, no, it, you know, but that's the thing. And, it, and that's one thing I'm very, um, you know, very conscious of not, I don't want to drain people. I don't want to put people down. I don't want to beat people down without picking them back up. Right. So even the song itself doesn't end on that note. It's not, it's just a moment of reflection because the song is about me letting go of everything from my past that's, 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 pulling me back and hurting me and like yeah. you know and and the verse on there was about you know um dealing with the fact that i wish you know i wish we could have been closer and i understand that you know we we weren't and and i regret you know and i have regrets to that but like the memories everything that we did have is always going to live on and i need to just make peace with that and so you know that song it hurt to really, that's the first time I talked about it. She passed away, you know, almost, she passed away four years ago at this point now. And I never talked about somebody who was really close to me. Like, and you waited really four supportive. years to let that go. Yeah, I didn't know how, you know, it was complicated, yeah. um, you know, and, and also there was a lot of things, you know, like I said, it's very, for me, I'm very dealing with relationships, right? Being in a relationship and then writing about, uh, another woman who passed away and it's like you know oh, yeah. fellow just in my head about nonsense I shouldn't be about but right. I'm glad that I've been able to kind of talk about it now it's a uh, learning experience like we're yeah. all human like uh, there's not a, a manual of how to live life and how to like go through certain things especially if it's like you didn't expect it to happen so I mean I get that yeah yeah you know and and, and that's why again it's like being giving myself grace um but yeah, so that was hard to do, you know, but it, it, it to me, it ended up a beautiful song and it's, it's something that I hope will encourage and help other people um, kind of reclaim their strength and give themselves a little bit of grace because um, the song structure is like basically talks about um, that first verse is about like um, going through like feeling like, again, like we were saying, I was close to making it, feeling like I was close to really getting to where I needed to go. The people around me that I had around me weren't solid mm. and things got derailed and I let, I was too passive and I let myself get, and I, you know, let myself get fucked over. And then because of that, I, I had a lot of like, just regret, remorse, like all these things that I was holding on to. And I had to just say, yo, like, you got to let it go and move forward now. And then that second verse again is about, you know, my, my friend who, who passed away and, then the third verse is like, all right, like this is the time to like take all these things that you've gone through and don't let any of that shit be in vain. Move forward and carry all that. Um, so I think it's empowering. So long story short, it, it is easier in a sense to write from heartbreak and pain and everything, but it's a lot, it's, it's very, can be very draining, um, you know, now I'm like excited. I want to hear that song actually. That that just brought it up when when I lost my cousin a couple of years ago, and I like mm-hmm. blamed myself for it because I had seen him like the day before, literally. And I was okay. thinking like when we were talking, like, "Yo, we need to be closer. We need to hang out more." 
And like when he passed, like it just like broke me down. Like I was crying like for days and days and days on end. And to the point where like I actually like seen his like presence. And then like I, I just knew like I just had to like let it go, like not blame myself. Cause I knew that like, I would carry that like for a while. So that that just brought that up for me. Yeah, so I want to hear that song, definitely. Sorry for your, you know, your loss again. I know it, it, it is tough. That sounds like four years because it was only like a few months and I, I just like couldn't stop crying. And I was like, man, what is going on? And I just like prayed. Like, just I just need to know that he's okay. Like that he doesn't like hold this against us. There's a lot of stuff going on in the family too. So it was like hard. But uh, yeah, you just brought that up for me. So I, I need to hear that song. Mm. Um, yeah. whew, okay, so are there any local artists that you would like to collaborate with? Um, there's always a bunch of people that, you know, I'm, I have my list, like I have my tier, my tier list of like my dream features. And I have people that are around that I keep, a, you know, I keep tabs on that I have a little bit more uh, proximity to or access to. Um, so there's always, you know, uh, there's a lot of talented folks out here. Um, definitely got, you know, some people, I got a couple of, I'm not big on features on this project, the Uncle Billy tape, but there's a couple of people I'm going to reach out to. Um couple poets oh no you got to get um, this one out first you got to get this one out this, this is the balance yeah. here people, people really need to like be reintroduced to you well yeah no so i mean for the project itself though there are a couple of ideas i have for features um oh, okay. just as long as it doesn't take away from the project from so it's not like an adventure away like i i've had people hit me up like i have a couple of um my homie who's a a, a great great uh rapper her name is uh Binova. she we got a record that we did like last year for some other project that we building up um, that I'm doing like a collaborative project, but it's just like, I had to tell her like, you know, I'm like, I'm still working on that, but like the uncle, we're going to drop this Uncle Billy tape joint first. And then um, that's going to be the follow up. So there's a lot of like the local artists. I'm going to do a collaborative project where I work more as a producer on those projects. Um, But yeah, you know, I'm definitely get behind the scenes. Shout out to be Nova. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Facts. Okay, so, um, yeah, I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah, no, so yeah, there's people, you know, but then at the end of the day, then there's like the real tier list at the top, like, you know, I'm trying to get Ghostface is like probably number one for my mm. rappers, like I need to get Ghostface on there, and you'd be surprised, but you know, somebody I really want to work with that I feel like I can make some fire with is is the, you know, the Puerto Rican princess, Jocelyn. Get, I want to do a what? record with Jocelyn. No. I really want to do a record with Jocelyn, I swear. I feel like I could That actually fire. might like, be fire, low-key. Like, I love Jocelyn. I want to make a record with Jocelyn, but, you know, there's a bunch of other people, you know. That just made um, this thing about, like, the studio. How would that be? Y'all two in the studio together. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she's up there. Like, it's know. your birthday. All right. Yeah, party <laughs> like it's your B-Day. <laughs> Okay, um, in, in the next six months, where do you see yourself in your career? This is manifestation now. We're going to bring it all in. So speak it like it's actually going to happen. Six months, where do you see yourself in your career? Six months, I want to, I see myself, I think six months, that project will be out. Um, we're sure. going to drop, yeah, we're going to drop the, um, I'm going to do my first video by my birthday so that's the thing i want to have like, oh, okay. i was trying to release the, the the project for my birthday but i want again want to give it the care that it needs mm -hmm. so i'm gonna go with the lead single for my birthday really try to put together a really dope visual 
um, really introduced to reintroduce everybody to Ilio on a major in a major way and and then build up towards dropping that project. So I think uh, hold on. If anybody has never seen a civil video, y'all need to check that out. He gets into character for real. You should probably be an actor too. It's those well, dance moves you know, listed. That's, that's, <laughs> that's the gateway, you know, it's it's that's why we're building up this LEO character because there's a lot of other stuff that we can do with it that's outside the music. So um definitely work I'm working with my sister who's an amazing like um screenwriter, playwright, actor, um, working with her um, on just developing some more on-screen stuff for Ilio and just going to take whatever advice and things that she could give me to kind of work on me being a thespian. So that's part of that. Um, so yes, thespian? A lot of people don't that, even know that word. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> SAT. Uh, but yeah, so I would say in the next six months, we're going to see that. Definitely going to be performing more. I was um, just going to say tour, possibly. You said you want to come to Texas. A, What's up? Yeah, I'm, I'm like, the goal is for sure by, you know, 2023 is going to, I'm, I want to be on those festivals, really trying to be out there. Um, and yeah, just making stride. Like, I, I feel like getting the project out there, really getting my name out there. That's the six months. Like, I want people to really know who Ilio is. Ilio and Civil. Like, we're going to start bubbling and I really feel like by the end of the year, this shit is going to be undeniable. Like it's going to, the presence, the, 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 you know, I did my, did my tarot cards. I got, got my angel numbers. I see four, four, <laughs> fours everywhere. You know, I'm, I'm aligned spiritually, you know, you mentally it's ready to, it's time to go, you know, it's time to make moves. So I really feel it's going to be, it's going to be dope. Um, really excited. As am I, I can't, I can't wait to be a part of that. So definitely keep me updated there because this, this is going to happen. Like, I see that, no doubt. So, all right. Appreciate so last that. question. If there's one thing you could share with the listeners that may surprise them, what would it be? Yeah. Hmm. There's a lot of things that have surprised people about me. Like, that's the funny thing. And it's, it's interesting because I've been... Um, all right, let me think. Because I've, I've had these type of conversations with people who have, like, I haven't spoke to in a couple of years, and they see me now, and they're like, oh, I didn't even know you was like this. And this, because it's like, took, I got a lot more open. Um, Let's see. One thing that would surprise people that they don't know about. Um, I mean, it's it. I'm also Caribbean, so it's. I'm gonna say I'm a huge Celine Dion fan, but like that's I'm Caribbean, so I feel like that's a given anyway. Um, Love Celine, that's a legend. Yeah, let me some Celine Dion. Um, so you know that's that's the given. I feel like people know that I I have a lot of nerdy nerdiness to me, um, but uh, yeah, hmm, damn. I think I'm thinking. I'm thinking. This is like I got to stick with this one. Um, I would. I would. I mean, nothing really surprised me. I mean, I was about to say like the fact that you had trouble being vulnerable when it comes to like opening up about certain things. Like, I wouldn't. I wouldn't get that from you just from our conversations. I think that that like kind of surprised me. So, okay, so that's the thing, right? So I, I got you now, because, like, this is where it is, right? I think people see, right, and I guess this is a good segue to, like, a whole big theme of, 
of a lot of things around about openness, right? Mm-hmm. So people see like you know my personality online and the way the way I'm very open about a lot of things. Like right, I'll be open about the therapy stuff, open about like you know what's going on in the world and and very just how it affects me, us, the community, all these type of things. Very outspoken, very mm-hmm. real in that way. But it's almost like like people see that and like, oh, this guy's really open. He's really secure. He's really this. And it's just like, yo, there's not, that's like only a half a part. To me, that's the easy part. Um, being the, 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 I don't want to say the sacrificial lamb, so to speak, or being the, the, the lightning rod for things is the easy thing for me because I like to give a lot of myself to people. So mm-hmm. if me talking about my therapy helps other people, I don't see it as me being open about my therapy. I see it as me being helping other people. I see it as like, if people need to hear something from me and it makes a difference to somebody, cool. If I got to say this and this and people feel okay, whatever, cool. So it's not necessarily me being as open because one thing I've realized with people around me now who've known me through the years, I'm just now really learning to be open with myself. So like, Mm. I'm very carefree. I am, I don't give a fuck. Like when I'm in my element, people see me compared because people see, again, all this online. So they're like, oh, I think you, you look serious all the time. You look mean all the time. You're this. I'm like, I am not. I am goofy. I am carefree. I am all these types of things that I feel that even though we're, I can be as aware as I am, the whole idea of masculinity, you know, being from the hood, being all these things, that shit is still internalized. So like, Mm -hmm. I still think about like, I got to hold myself a certain way. I got to be a certain way. And that's something that I've gotten out of. So the people who really know, like, I'd be, you know, just chilling. Like I have a very bubbly, fun, carefree personality when I'm able to let it all go. And the people who are closest to me have seen that, you know, even like I was talking to some of my friends, like I was like, you know, talking about the whole Scarlet Witch stuff. And I was like, talking to my friends, I was like, yo, I don't want to be like appropriating like gay slang. But when I see Scarlet Witch on the screen, I'm like, yes, bitch. And all this <laughs> other stuff, like just let it go. Listen, Listen at this point, we're used to it, honestly. Like, yeah, you know, but it's, it's so commercialized like, now. It's just like, okay, I guess this yeah, is the thing yeah. that happens now. Even with the, oh, yeah. it's giving, it's giving. It's like, wait a minute. I thought, can we have anything? Oh, I guess not. All right. Now, but you know, but the, what I mean is like that was like my personal inside the house at four o'clock in the morning watching the finale of WandaVision, like yeah. you know, what I'm saying with with my ex, kind of like going crazy. Like that's what I mean. It's like I'm very much like my person. Like like these are the things that I'm just like naturally want. Like my energy is 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 just like that, just all over the place, and mm. you know. So like that's something I feel like people don't know. Like I, why I, I would die laughing extremely. hearing you say yes, bitch. I would die laughing. <laughs> I was going in. And when I seen her on screen, I was like, I mean, Scarlet it is Scarlet Witch, Witch though. bitch. I mean, hey. Scarlet Witch, bitch. They don't know. Yes. You're like, like a comic book head, too. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. See? I, I love that. all Especially like, for the, you. The MCU stuff. Yeah, I love it. I mean, I think we need, you know, we need the escape. So it's good to have it. Um, you know, and it's something that I really get. I watch all the breakdowns on YouTube. Every time they drop a trailer for a new movie, I'm watching all the... <laughs> You know the frame by frame breakdowns. I still so, yeah. haven't seen Doctor Strange too. Oh, nah, you gotta. Damn, I'm I'm surprised we went through this whole conversation without me giving any spoilers. Yeah, I was surprised too. <laughs> but um, yeah. no, that was 
that was it, bro. I appreciate you so much for coming back on and being open, even though you, you, this is new for you, apparently. <laughs> no, it was good. It's a good combo. I appreciate no, it. I appreciate it. I appreciate you having me. Um, yeah, it's new, relatively new. I would say within the past few years, I've started to really get to that point. Um, excuse me. Um, I've started to get to that point. So, yeah, I feel a lot more comfortable now in that space. Excuse me. Sorry about that. No, no, we're I'm proud of you though. The growth that you've you've done musically and otherwise. But is there anything else you want to like put out there for the listeners or anything? Um, yeah, I mean, you know, just check in with with uh, with Civil, you know, and all the social media stuff. Like again, by my birthday around July twenty eighth, we're gonna drop that. We're gonna work on getting that visual out. Um you know, the Elio Snow project is going to come out this year. Uncle Billy Tate 3, Elio Snow. We're going to work on some visuals, skits, a whole bunch of stuff. Um, and we're going to keep that going. Um, and then the other side of things is still there. You know, I think we You're been, still outside. You're still getting summer ready. We're, <laughs> we're still outside. You know, we're still doing that. But even from the perspective of, like, you know, social justice, awareness, those things are still a very... That's another thing I want to make sure... People know all that stuff is still very in tune with what I'm about, where I'm at, who I am. The project might not be as dense with that. That's what New Vanguards was for before the last project I dropped. But mm-hmm. at the same time, these things are still important. Um, but I just want people to know to give yourself grace. The world is fucked up. It's a lot of shit that's going on, but the fight doesn't stop right Never. now. You know, it, it's so if you need to take time to heal, you need to take time for yourself, you need to take time to build then do that, you know, and don't feel bad, right? Like you don't have to, every time something goes on, you don't have to rush to give your opinion or to give, it's okay. It's okay to take things in. I, you know, I know there's a lot of people who care and want to be, it's okay, you know? Um, so I say that because, you know, I've been a little bit more quiet or online. And I had to deal Insane. with you know, whatever personal stuff and everything. We but, have enough Twitter thugs and Instagram um, gangsters out there. I was like, yeah. you know, I, I don't even have it in me right now. I'm, I, there's a battle inside I'm working on. So Yeah, exactly. There's a battle inside, there's a battle outside in the streets and then, you know, and and of course the internet and, and getting the word out is still important. That doesn't right. change anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, at the same time there's there's a lot going on that we all you know need to take care of. So, I was saying that to just give that to folks to be mindful of and I'm still out here trying to do whatever I can to help you know, be a part of this community and continue to to make our, you know, our black and brown community better and as inclusive as and and appreciated of all each other as possible and you know, um and build it from there. So yeah. Oh yeah, I appreciate it, guys. Um I'll be back. I'm gonna um come back with some other uh, segments, I guess. All right, bro. I'm going to hit you up. Appreciate it. I appreciate you.